This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Share with you an unbelievable story. Starts from Parashat Emor. And we have in Parashat Emor where it said, where it talks about Yom Kippurim. Ki Yom Kippurim lifnei Adonai And it's brought down in the Gemara that since we don't know when we're going to die, although we could wait for Yom Kippur, it's important to do tshuva any day. And that's what's written in Pirkei Avot, Perek Bet, Shuv Yom Echad Lifnei Mitatcha. And the Rambam, the Rabbeinu Yona, and the, the, uh, the, the Rash, the Mefarshim all explain, because a person doesn't know when he's going to have that opportunity. So try to catch yourself. And Chas Vishon, don't, don't let your days expire without doing teshuva, which would mean every day do teshuva. Don't wait for Yom Kippur. That's what's written in Pirkei Avot. So obviously Yom Kippurim is that awesome day of Kapara, but don't wait until Yom Kippur. I want to share with you a story that I was involved with personally, witnessing how somebody very dear to me took an opportunity towards the end of his life to do something unbelievable with tremendous perseverance and koach in order to fulfill these words, Shuv Yom Echad Mitatcha. So this is a story of a cousin of mine. When I say a cousin, he's much older than me. He's a, he, he, he passed away in his late 70s. This Cholam Pesach. That's the way this Cholam Pesach. So his name is Eliyahu ben Yehuda Deviko, Zichrono Livracha. And he lived his whole life till the day he died in the city of Fez. Fez is a city in Morocco that has a very prominent history to it. People know Rav Yitzchak Al-Fasi from Fez and the Rimi Gash from Fez. Donash ben Labrat, who was uh, one of the uh, uh, Medagdikim that Rashi brings, is also... Uh, brought down, uh, lived in the city of Fez. That was in the 1100s, 1200s. But people don't know as much that Kufa, after the expulsion of the Jews from Spain in 1492, where there was generations of the Megurashim that got there and rejuvenated Torah Jewry to play, to make it really a center and a bastion of Torah for the whole world. Uh, there was great Gedunim that, that, that learned there. Uh, I don't know if you, you've heard of uh, the yeshiva Rav Yaakov Chagiz, who was, uh, wrote the Sefer Hilchot Ketanot, later went to Yerushalayim, studied in the city of Fez. The Orachim Kadosh came many times. For, in, he was in Morocco. He came through the city of Fez and actually asked the Haskama, asked a probation from the great Beddin of the Rabbanim of Fez. Rav Yehuda ben Atar wasn't related to him. Rav Yaakov ibn Sur. Uh, and the, the, it's called the golden the golden era of the Chachamim. There was the famous Tsarfati family who were direct descendants of Rashi in the art school early Achronim book. They say they moved they moved from uh, from from France and they and they settled there. And there was a dynasty of Rabbanim. There was dynasty of very great Rabbanim that many of them wrote many 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 Sfarim that that are uh, unfortunately a lot of them weren't printed. And uh, they weren't, or they weren't disseminated, so they, they didn't know. But if you could imagine, Ora Chaim Kadosh went to them for Haskamot and for direction. You could imagine the the great Chachamim that were there. There's a cemetery 
that there are many visitors that visit there throughout the year in the city of Fez. There's a, there's a, a great, when I say a cemetery, it's a very great cemetery, one of the greatest in the world. In this cemetery, you have a concentration of hundreds of Chachamim. Now, you don't usually have that because usually you have 10 Chachamim here, 5 Chachamim there in different cemeteries. This is a cemetery in Morocco that has a concentration of hundreds of Chachamim of, 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 of great proportions. I'll give you an example. On one of the tombstones I saw is written Hagon Rav Shmuel Elbaz. Have you ever heard of him? No, most people haven't. Who was Rav Shmuel Elbaz? It's written over there on the kiver. He was somebody who was Zoche to the 48 levels, to the 48 Kinyanim that David Ham, that, that, that Pirkei Avot says a person reaches in order to reach the levels of Torah Lishma. As the Orachaim HaKadosh in his Sefer Pritor writes about him in his Agdama. So you have the Orachaim HaKadosh in the Pritor writes about this great Chacham, Roshmuel Elba, who nobody knows who he is, but he was, he was in the Orachaim HaKadosh's eyes, one of his mentors. Buried in the city, buried in the city of Fez, one of those great Chachamim that you wouldn't know otherwise. And there's hundreds. There's hundreds. There is a cave there called the Cave of the Lions. Me'arat Ha'arayot, where recent Rabbanim of Rav Shlomo Ibn Denan, Rav, Rav Yedidia Monsonego, Rav, 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 Rav Meir Yisrael, all, all, Moshe Ibn Denan, all Rabbanim just from the previous generation are buried there. There is in the middle, there's a kiver from the great Solika Chachual, Lala Solika, a woman who decided, you heard the story before, a woman who, who was asked by, she was a beautiful woman, and she was asked by a, 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 uh, a Muslim, no, uh, um, important person to convert because he wanted to marry her, and when, and when she refused, he not, he, he, he said, it's gonna cost you your life, she said, I don't care, and she sewed her dress to her flesh to make sure that when they, when, when they would, after they kill her, that her, her, her modesty would be preserved. And people have been going there for generations, praying by that kever of Lalo Salika, which is right next to the kever of Yudah bin Attar. On that kever of Yudah bin Attar, who was a blacksmith and a jeweler, it's written that this great review of Benatar has been whenever there was a Din Torah or even between Arabs, when they would have a disagreement, they would go to that kever and they would say that they are swearing in his name. And many stories of things that happened if they didn't follow his words. This is somebody, somebody that Orachayim HaKadosh speak great things about. So these, these are a couple of examples of what's going on in his Bidak Farod. Around 2017, I, 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 we, we, came, we went as a few people as a trip from Los Angeles to the city of Fez to visit the Bedouin. One of the one of the stops was visiting this Bedakvarot, and we met my cousin there. His name is Eli Davico. We cut, we met him there, and he still lived, he still lived there. There's maybe a handful of Jews that live there nowadays. A handful of Jews, and he's one of them. He he, has, he had a company there, and he 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 was showing us the Bedakvarot. It was in deplorable condition. It wasn't taken care of properly. It was old. The kvarim used to be white. They were like already gray. A lot of the chachamim's kvarim were just not noticeable. And I, and I, and you know, I think he saw that as well. And he knew he always tried to help, but things weren't going. And and like we, he saw our our disappointment that it wasn't the beautiful way that it was supposed to be, and how important of a bit that it was. And he had it on his mind beforehand. 
But ever since then, he decided to make it his life mission. He, he already had a sickness. He already had a sickness. He could have told himself, you know what? Let me play bingo all day and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll live my life out, you know, whatever years I have remaining peacefully and quietly. He could have done that. Instead, he became crazy in a good way. Every single day, he would be barraging people, me included, asking us, who is this rabbi? Write me a biography in three languages, and I'd have to research, write up these rabbis. He would print them, put it on the kever. He had a team of 15 to 20 workers that would be there, and their job was to rejuvenate. He would fundraise, he would give a lot of his own money, and he uh, and he would re, he would spend his days rejuvenating the whole cemetery. One time he sent me a picture of this faded out, this faded out inscription that said, Rav Shmuel Kenizel. Who is this Rav Shmuel Kenizel? I didn't even know who, who this Rav Shmuel Kenizel was. He said, look, look, look into it, who is this rabbi? I said, fine, I did research. He was from the second generation of the Megurashim of the Expulsies. That means almost a Rishon. Almost a Rishon. Who wrote a complicated perush on Revelio Mizrahi the Re'em on Rashi. If you open up the Sifte Chachamim in your Chumash, you'll see there's the Sifte Chachamim, there's the Re'em. So he wrote a perush on Rashi ala Chumash. That was never printed before. And it just recently got reprinted in a Chumash Rashi in from the city of Petah Tikva, somebody printed his name was Rav Yaakov Kenizal, and it was for gen- it's written that for generations, people, whenever there was mis- was they were lacking rain in Morocco, they would pray by his kever and they would be answered. The tzaddik that his kever would have been lost. Understandably, Eli put something nice, fixed the kever. Great Chachamim from the Serero family he just recently built, and he, he was advancing and advancing, and I told him, Eli, slow down. This is the reason why Hashem is giving you these extra years. If you finish it, you're just gonna pass away. He said, he said, I want to, and there's a video of him being interviewed. He said that he fell in love with the cemetery. He's there every single day, wherever he was physically able. I saw him in action, be hounding and being on top of those workers. That only he could have done. Nobody else could have done that. He had to be on site. He had to speak their language. He had to know how they operate and how to get them to do that job. And he 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 sent a text message, February twenty eighth. I have a screenshot on my phone, writing that we finally finished the renovating of the cemetery, of three different shuls that were in the cemetery that were rooms, and he restored them into shuls, into synagogues. He said. The painting of the Kvarim, the important Chachamim, they put, they erected uh, an ohel on top of them, a, uh, a mausoleum, an, an important site. And he said, we are finally ready to dedicate the cemetery. And two months later, he passed away. Two months later, he passed away. And he wrote, I want to make sure that I finish the cemetery before I die. And that's exactly what happened. He dedicated his life to it. He took advantage of his final years. And he could have said, you know, I did what I was supposed to do. But imagine in Shamayim, all of these Chachamim from the cemetery 
are greeting him and are saying, thank you for what you did. Thank you for what you did. Because because of this, there's according to the Israel statistics, there's over 200,000 tourists that come to Morocco. I mean, that's only from Israel. So many that come from America, other places. And they visit that cemetery and they pray by those kvarim. And all those kvarim, when a person's going to go there now, he's going to he's going to see the whatever's on top and he's going to know who those chachamim were. And it's a job that nobody else could have done. And he... He took it upon himself to really get that done and pushed and pushed and pushed towards it. And he knew that's what was keeping him alive. And when he finished, he actually, he passed away. So I think that's a, that's a um, fulfillment of what's written over here. You never know when you're going to, a person never knows. A person doesn't have to wait till they, they have a terminal illness. A person has to take advantage of this every single day as if it's his last day. As if it's his final day. As if he has to live his mission every single day. Not only when he knows that his days are are, are, are numbered. As if his days are numbered now, the Tana is saying. It's not something depressing. Something exciting that you, you fulfill your, 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 your days and your minutes to the fullest. Not... Thinking that, well, I'll work now and then I'll retire and play bingo and count the cars all day. No. No. You, 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 you figure out your mission. And what, how do you know what your mission is? Revolver once told me, you know what your mission is on something that you see results from. And on things, and as well as something that you're passionate in the farm say, something that you know that that's what your mission is. That's what Hashem gave you different than everyone else. And here Eli knew that he was different than everyone else. Hashem put him there in the city of Fez, one of the last Jews remaining, knowing how to speak to the workers and knowing how to gather up the funds in order to do it. And he gave him, he gave him those tools in order to do it. And each and every one of us in our situation, we are given our tools. We are given our, our, um, our, our surroundings around us to be able to fulfill what we're able to fulfill. So we only live once. Let's not waste it. Let's take advantage and let's fulfill what our dreams are already today. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.